You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. If you can keep up, you'll probably stay up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that app. Well, now what do we talk about? <laughs> I, I don't know where we go from here. I just know stuff's getting real weird. And, and I kind of said it yesterday, but it's like, I don't, I don't know where to go or, or how to feel. I'm kind of all over the place. And more stuff is happening. It's like it's it's sort of like you're making a soup, and it doesn't taste good. So you add stuff to it, and now it doesn't taste good plus something else. And it's like, well, maybe I should just put more stuff in it. And you keep putting more stuff in it, hoping that it's going to start to taste better. But really, there's just a lot of stuff in here, and it's got way too much flavor, and it's not better. I'm not positive if it's if it's worse. I don't know what it is. It's it it's just been bad this whole time. It's probably a little worse, but I don't know. It's a disgusting soup filled with all kinds of stuff. And that's what Twitter is right now, or wherever it is you're getting your news, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. It's just like there's so much stuff in here, and I can't even tell what parts of the soup I like or don't like. I don't know what side I'm on. I don't know what I'm thinking anymore. I don't know what I'm feeling anymore. I have no idea. So I guess, you know, I feel like I've said everything that there is to say, and a bunch of other stuff too. I've told you why I'm mad at Aaron Rodgers and I want him out of here. I told you why I can sympathize with Aaron Rodgers and I can understand it. I told you why I'm excited about Jordan Love in the future. I told you why I'm excited about Aaron Rodgers coming back and us winning a Super Bowl. I told you why I'm excited about our defense, with or without Aaron Rodgers. I told you that I love Gutekunst and the job that he's doing and how much I hate his communication and how much I like and dislike LaFleur. We got it covered, I think. So you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. <laughs> and to be honest, I've spent most of my day trying to figure out, now that I talked uh, yesterday about Blaine's office uh, video that is now apparently blown up, I told him to put it on Twitter, so I'm taking 100% of the credit for that. But ever since then, I've been spending most of my day trying to figure out which Packers players or personnel are which office characters. And that's been kind of fun. But there is one thing we haven't really touched on too much. And it's hard because some people, I mean, legitimately just don't want to have the conversation. Um, Beyond that, there's a big gap in my understanding, and that is what is Aaron Rodgers' value and where should he go? The one thing that I've noticed, and um, I guess I understand it, and that is that most people are interested in players, not picks. And I, I think that's common. Most people are not big fans of the draft and of picks, and maybe there's some validity to that, but as I've said, I am like a hardcore Ted Thompsonite, and I'm sure that's bad for a lot of reasons, but in my mind, it's like if, if we could get that compensation f- entirely in terms of picks, I would do it. Now, part of the, the reason, I mean, the main reason is because I just want more pick, but the other part of the reason is a, a proven player is going to cost more. So if, you know, let's say, for example, Justin Jefferson, where did he get picked at? Like 24 or something? 
22. If if somebody were to trade the Vikings for Justin Jefferson, which by the way, that's the other thing. Most of these guys that everybody's saying, well, why don't we just trade for like, they're not on the table. If if let's say the Vikings wanted Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson would not be on the table. There are certain guys that just aren't, there's there's just no no amount of money or value or whatever. But let's just say that, that he was. They would want a lot more back than just a first round pick. Like if, if you could guarantee and say, no, 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 I'm, I promise you, we're going to be picking at 22. So you get your 22 back. No chance. It would have to be a bare minimum of a top 10 pick because proven talent that's especially young and everything else is more valuable than just that pick because, you know, seven times out of 10 or whatever, that, that uh, pick 22 overall is not going to be very good. And he's, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, it's not going to be Justin Jefferson good. So if you just take picks, you get a lot more picks. If you take picks and players, you're going to give away two or three of those picks for one player. And so not only do I like the picks because it gives you more swings at, at prospects and gives you more players and higher up players, you know, if you get multiple second round picks, second round picks are te- tend to be pretty good contributors, but also it gives you a lot of firepower to move up. If you thought it was fun having a bunch of fourth round picks or fifth round picks so that we can move up in the third round, boy, oh boy, wait until you got like five first round picks and three second round picks. I'm not talking about in one year, but you can still trade them. But that is one thing I've noticed is people seem very hesitant about the idea of picks. Some people have mentioned because, well, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, they're going to go to the playoffs, so we're going to, it's going to be a high pick. Yeah, but even so, it's still pretty valuable. I mean, if you get three years in a row of picking like 25 overall, that's still a good amount of value on top of however many second round, third round, fifth round, whatever's we end up getting on top of it. So although I can't really speak to... Um, the amount of compensation we can get, we can still look at multiple teams and kind of just go through the list and see where there may or may not be a decent fit. And I'm not entirely opposed to an NFC team. Obviously, AFC would be better. And I definitely don't want to be in the division, but I'm not going to say it has to be AFC. I'm, I, I, you know, I fully acknowledge we may have to see Aaron Rodgers. That may just be the case. I mean, even if it's an AFC, AFC team, I mean, we're going to see the, you know, Steelers, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Chiefs. Granted, almost none of those teams, with the exception of the Steelers, we would be would be a great fit. But you know, if he's there for two, three years, who knows? Now, with all that said, and and here's the other part that's confusing for me, I guess. Every single time a player gets traded, I'm always shocked. Like every time, either I'm shocked at the the massive amount of compensation or the complete lack of any compensation. So I don't know. Rodgers could go for the biggest trade haul in NFL history, or he could go for like a first and a second, and we're just sitting here going, what? Well, that's the going market. You know, it's just, it's such a weird thing. Well, he's old, and uh, he's obviously got an attitude problem, and he's super expensive, and blah, blah, blah. But assuming what everybody else is assuming is true, I don't know that there's enough picks out there that it's reasonable to say that it's going to be just picks. So there's probably going to have to be some players coming back. Again, I may be just completely off on this, but the way most people are talking, we're going to start with three first round picks, right? 2022, 2023, and 2024. Maybe give me this year's second, next year's second, and a player or something to that effect. Now, I don't know if that's realistic. And maybe there's not a team in the world that would pay that high of a price for a quarterback. Don't know. But the most popular destination for Aaron Rodgers is the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos don't have anything weird with their draft picks, meaning they didn't trade them away, and they didn't get anything extra. They have seven first or seven picks in 2022, 2023, and 2024, not including compensatory picks, obviously. 
So that would be a pretty clean team. I mean, generally it's like, well, I want you know find the team that has a bunch of picks, which uh, there's only like one, I think, and it's, it's the Jets. I know Miami has two, but they also gave one away, so I think they're down to one. Now, I think as far as the picks, again, I think it could work out. As far as the players, do they have somebody? It's tough to say. Again, it's, it's so complicated because maybe I'm being ridiculous, and it's like, dude, it's, it's, it's like maybe two firsts and a player or a first to second and a player. But something else to consider is that they have uh, Drew Locke. Now, Drew Locke is not a great quarterback, but considering the Packers are in a bit of a bind, maybe they would take the additional quarterback and, and a project for Matt LaFleur to work on to go along with Love is, is a, another possible option. But the only other question is, what are the odds that he goes there and wins a Super Bowl? Because we can't have that. No offense to Rodgers, but the goal is for the Packers to win the Super Bowl, and they can't do that if Rodgers wins the Super Bowl. And to be honest, I don't know if I would even want to face him in the Super Bowl, which is a concern if you send him to an AFC team. As bad as it would be to lose an NFC Championship game to him, losing a Super Bowl to him would be all the more terrible. And to be completely honest, Denver does make me a little bit nervous. Now, now here's the thing. Everything is compared to the backdrop of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers could not win with the Green Bay Packers. The Denver Broncos have a worse offensive line. Garrett Bowles is, is, is great. He was graded as the third best left tackle in football. Unfortunately, the Packers have the number one tackle. They have the 36th ranked center out of 36, the 49th left guard out of 80, 20th out of 80 right guard, and uh, the right tackle, just bad. They do have a pile of wide receivers in Sutton, Hamler, and Judy. Unfortunately, Judy was the 85th ranked wide receiver. Hamler was 121st out of 127. Sutton is decent, but uh, he's like Alan Lazard decent. They did draft Javante Williams, which is nice. And of course, they have Von Miller, who had his first down year ever last year. Uh, his grades since 2011, 90, 93, 91, 90, 91, 90, 91, 90, 79. What a horrible streak that is. That is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life, by the way. On top of that, you know, I mean, they, they went out and got Kyle Fuller from Chicago. Maybe they can relive some of that magic from Chicago. Does have a good couple of safeties. The, the, the concern here is that the defense is going to be on point. And I guess there's a little bit of concern that the Broncos are going to be very good, but I just, I don't think they necessarily get over the hump. And I know that there's a lot of concern that if you just add Aaron Rodgers to this team, and I've been saying for a while, they're a quarterback away from being a real good team, but I don't know if they're a quarterback away from being Super Bowl champions. Again, the offensive line isn't quite there. The defense has got a decent amount of question marks, the linebackers, the corners. Also, we're talking first year in the system. Rodgers' first year with Matt LaFleur wasn't super smooth. And I don't know a ton about Pat Shermer, but to my knowledge, he's not a uh, Shanahan disciple. Honestly, I don't. I, I feel like if he goes to Denver, he's just gone. With the expanded playoffs and whatnot, maybe he gets in, but he's got to go up against Pat Mahomes twice a year, which honestly is just going to make me chuckle because I have to assume the Chiefs are going to win that more often than not. Although he gets to pick on the Raiders and the Chargers, which isn't fun, but whatever. But again, the, the rumor is the Broncos are going to go real hard, real heavy, if this thing becomes real, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I think it makes a decent amount of sense for the Green Bay Packers, depending on what it is that they're looking for, if they're even willing to do it, which, by the way, I should probably mention, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do a trade. They seem like they're being real stubborn. Um, you know, again, it's possible that they're just saying they're not going to do it, um, but it's kind of a weird play. It, again, the only thing I can really think is that if you're trying to negotiate with Rodgers, you need to at least give him the impression that you're not going to trade him. 
Because if he's saying, I want to be traded, and you say, I'm not going to trade you, and then when teams call you, you pick up and you're like, yeah, dude, I'll totally trade for him. What do you want? You just lost all your leverage. But I don't know. There's just there's just a part of me that thinks they're they're not going to do it. Outside of the Broncos, some teams that kind of make sense. A lot of people have mentioned the 49ers. The biggest issue with the 49ers is they don't really have any picks anymore. Their 2022 first-round pick belongs to the Dolphins. Their 2023 first-round pick belongs to the Dolphins. So how does a team with only one first-round pick in the next three years trade for Aaron Rodgers? You don't, unless you just give up a bunch of players. And I'll be honest, I'm personally just not interested, so I just don't think that's even on the table. Now, I know Rodgers called specifically for the 49ers, and the 49ers did call and try to work something out. So, I mean, the 49ers are clearly interested, or at least they were before Trey Lance. So they they would have tried to work out something. But I just don't think it's a great fit. And I really don't think Matt LaFleur really wants him to go to the 49ers anyways, or, or anybody for that matter. 49ers have given us a lot of problems as it is. Going in alphabetical order, I, I don't think it's impossible that the Colts could try to do something. I know they just got Carson Wentz, and there are some contractual issues with that. But as of right now, it's only costing them about a second-round pick. If Carson Wentz were to play, and I believe he has to play 75% of snaps, and the Colts have to qualify for the playoffs in order for that to be a first-round pick, otherwise it's a second-round pick. That one would bother me kind of a lot, because I think the Colts have a lot going for them. That offensive line, the running back, I think they've got a good structure there. Coach, GM, defense kind of fell off, but it's also shown a lot of promise. I think another one that could be dangerous that a lot of people don't think would actually happen would be the Dolphins. I know they have Tua, but I don't know how super committed they are to Tua. They're a team that is loaded with picks. They're starting to load up with talent. And I know they just reunited uh, Waddle with Tua, but big deal. Not to mention, they could obviously package Tua and save a bunch of their picks. So again, they got a first from the 49ers, but also gave away their first to the Eagles. So they have one first-round pick in 2022, but they also have two first-round picks in 2023. So again, I don't know what the compensation could be, but if, if we could get, it's probably being greedy saying, give me all three of those first-round picks and uh, keep your 2024 and we'll take Tua. More realistically, it would probably be, here's Tua, we're taking Rodgers, you're getting the young, talented, cheap quarterback, we're going to take the MVP expensive old quarterback and we'll throw a first year away. Something to that effect, because there is a lot of benefit to Tua that Rodgers doesn't have. One team that um, also has not come up, but I think could be fairly interesting, is a team that I mentioned, which is the Eagles, who have Jalen Hurts. I know it's an NFC team, but remember I said if Carson Wentz plays 75% of his snaps in 2021, or if he plays 70% of the snaps and they qualify for the playoffs, it becomes a first-round pick. And also remember I said that the Eagles got the Dolphins' first-round pick. They potentially have three first-round picks next year. And so I think it could be kind of interesting if the Eagles wanted to give up uh, Jalen Hurts, the first-round pick they got from the Dolphins, their own first-round pick, and the conditional pick they got for Carson Wentz, which is a second possibly first-round pick meaning the Packers could get Jalen Hurts, two first-round picks, and either a second or an additional first-round pick. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking at going, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Not Granted, I would be nice to have something in 2023, but I, you know, I don't want to get too greedy. And again, that's a situation where if Jordan Love seems to be the guy, 
And remember, day one, it would be a Jalen Hurts-Jordan Love competition. But if you feel like you have the quarterback on your roster, you use those picks to load up. If you don't, then the Packers have potentially a, let's say, top 10 pick. You have the Eagles pick, which is the Eagles plus Aaron Rodgers, which I'll be honest, the Eagles are such a mess. I don't know how they even make it to the 20s. Although in that division, they probably beat up on that division pretty good. You would have the Dolphins pick, which maybe is in the 20s, probably the teens. And then you have the Colts pick. So you might have a situation where you have like the 9th, the 12th, the 15th, and the 21st pick in the draft. Another NFC team that I think a lot of people would not really like, but I would be completely okay with, would be the Falcons. Um, I know that that would be kind of complicated, and it would have to obviously be Matt Ryan would have to go bye-bye, which is tough because of the contract situation, but I think next year that gets a lot easier. And I don't even know if they would be in the, in the, in the running for them, but the only reason I like it, and it's the same situation with a few other uh, teams, is because that defense is so bad. I know Aaron Rodgers to Julio would be scary. I get it. And the offensive line is so-so, but that defense is horrific. I mean, this is like the the 20, what, 2016, 2017 Packers all over again? 2015, where, I mean, it's a good football team, but the defense is so bad, you're never going to win. Maybe you'll squeak into the playoffs, but you're going to have some games where you win 35 to 28, and you're going to have some games where you lose 38 to 42. So I would very much be okay with that. As far as compensation, they got all their picks. As far as a player, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guarantee some people, we should get Julio. Like, eh. First of all, Julio's 900 years old. Second of all, he's ridiculously expensive. Third of all, the Falcons aren't giving up Julio. You know who I would be interested in? And again, they probably wouldn't offer him up, but how about Grady Jarrett? 28 years old, Deion Jones maybe, the linebacker. Just a thought. Um, anyways, this is uh, this is taking a very long time, at least in terms of in my time, not in, in podcast time. I've been doing this for like an hour and we're 17 minutes in. I got to pick up the pace. But why don't we just go ahead and take a break here? I was planning on going through this and then talking about something else, but I, I can't be up forever. So we'll take a break. We'll run through the rest of the possibilities and then I'm going to call it. Special thank you to uh, Nathan Norris and Kale Sandell jumping in on the Patreons. That puts us at 192 patrons. We are eight patrons away. And again, let me remind you, uh, now that I'm doing these podcasts at night, I'm uploading these at nighty night time. So if you want to jump in and get the podcast early and ad free, you can get that on Patreon. Even if you don't want it early, you want to listen to it the next day, but you just don't want the ads. Buck a month. That's all it costs. One dollar per month. Talk amongst yourselves. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Next up, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, again, another NFC team, but a team that I'm not super worried about. They're, they're such a bottom-of-the-barrel squad, and I know Panthers fans wouldn't agree, and a lot of other people probably wouldn't either, but the defense has really a, a shell of what it used to be, and even the offense. I know Christian McCaffrey's a monster, and Aaron Rodgers and Christian McCaffrey is a heck of a duo. But outside of that, I mean, do they have the firepower to win? Again, remember, he's playing right now for the Green Bay Packers. This offensive line of theirs is terrible with the exception of Taylor Moten, their right tackle. Their wide receivers are decent, but they don't have a true elite number one. Again, Panthers fans would argue with me. I don't care. They're, I mean, the defense is just bad. They got A.J. Boye, but that guy hasn't been good since 2017. Brian Burns is about the best thing they've got on that front, and it's just, I mean, his grade was a 76, which is fine. The uh, linebackers didn't grade out very well. The safeties didn't grade out very well. He's going to go there and what? Win a Super Bowl? With what? With who? Just him and McCaffrey just getting it all done, scoring 55 points a game? I don't think so. Uh, They are lacking a little bit of compensation here. Uh, They've got all their first-round picks in 21, 22, or 22, 23, and 24. They do not have a second-round pick thanks to their trade for Sam Darnold. Yes, I'm aware they have Sam Darnold, but I don't think anybody cares, including the Panthers. But all that means is if it was three firsts and then some, it wouldn't be the next second. But again, I don't even know if that's the right compensation. And if it is and you wanted more, fine. Three firsts and a 2023 second. As far as players, I mean, they've got a bunch of like decent sort of like number two-ish wide receivers. I mean, we already pulled Funches, which is it's kind of like that. Maybe we just snag one of their rookies, Shy Smith, Terrace Marshall. Or one of the vets, DJ Moore, maybe Robbie Anderson, who's, you know, a big name, but, you know, whatever. It's an option, and again, I know it's NFC, but I just, I'm not scared of the Panthers. And and there's a part of me that wants to see Rodgers go somewhere that has a lot of the same issues the Packers have had. Because it's, it's Rodgers is acting like a lot of Packer fans that are somewhat insufferable. The Packer fans that are constantly complaining about the Packers aren't good enough, the Packers aren't good enough, the Packers aren't good enough. It's like, why don't you spend five minutes rooting for another team and see how bad it actually gets out there? I think one of my favorites, and I think this is something that might actually work out for all parties involved, um, including Aaron Rodgers might even be in, in on this, would be the Raiders. I think Rudin is a decent coach. I think Rodgers maybe respects Gruden, and I also think that the Raiders are the kind of team that would be willing to give up a lot of I mean, they, they have a GM that basically gave up his job to the head coach, because why not? It's a team that gave $10 million to basically a sideshow coach and a TV personality GM, and that's how they built their team, and they gave them this ridiculous contract, and they're like, I don't know, you guys figured out. And there's just kind of a crazy sideshow freak show thing. And the first thing they do is they come in, they get rid of all their superstars like Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack, because they want to build it their way, and he wants to get his quarterback, and they want to do all this fun, crazy stuff. Why wouldn't Aaron Rodgers fit in those plans? Granted, Gruden didn't get to pick his own guy as far as the draft, but it just feels like it fits, you know, taking big swings at stuff, just just going crazy. Um, And again, I I think Gruden actually does a decent job. I've been saying for a while, the talent level 
is so poor, yet they win games they just shouldn't. And I think Rudin's a big part of that. Now, as far as scheme and whatnot, he does seem to be more of a ground and pound, win in the trenches, run the ball, throw to your tight ends kind of a kind of a guy. But Rodgers seemed to get along just fine with Lafleur's scheme, which is a little bit of the same kind of concept. And I think it would be kind of a power move for Gruden, kind of stroke his ego to be able to to get the guy and to be able to to start winning big time. You know, he, he wants to get back and win. He wants to get another Super Bowl, show that he can do it. And Rodgers, those two are going to see eye to eye on that. Gruden feels like he's being held back by his players. Rodgers feels like he's being held back by his team, so it's a match made in heaven. But here's the kicker. The defense is pathetic, and Mayock and Gruden have no ability to go out and draft and find talent. I shouldn't say no ability, but they're not very good at it. So I don't anticipate them building around Aaron Rodgers, and that defense is so bad, again, you've got Gunter as your number one cornerback-style defense over there in Las Vegas. So Rodgers would go over there, he'd be happy, he'd be in all the meetings and doing whatever he wants, and Gruden would be excited about his new guy, and I'm sure a lot of great stuff would happen, and they'd win several games, but at the end of the day, that defense would just be a complete disaster. I'm not talking about, you know, 11th-ranked Packers defense, I'm talking about like 29th-ranked Raiders defense. I made those numbers up, but it's it's bad. So that might be top of my list in terms of, of... Partially what makes sense, partially what I think everybody would be on board for, and then um, just a a good fit in terms of, I don't think he goes anywhere. Now again, they've pretty much just got all their normal picks. They've got like an additional fifth and they lost their seventh, but that doesn't really have anything to do with what we're talking about. I know some people think that, well, if we're going to do that, we should get Waller. Again, that guy's going to be off. There's no way. And I don't really know who else is on this team that we would want. Maybe we could snipe one of these linebackers that they got, like Kwiatkowski or something. Um, but I don't know. Again, I, I just give me the three first round picks and we'll call it a day. Maybe three first and a second. I don't, I don't know. I mean, who else are we going to get? They're not going to give us Cleveland Furl. We're not going to get Alex Leatherwood, who they just drafted. We're not going to get their left tackle, Colton Miller, who was a first round pick three years ago. They're not giving us Waller. They're not going to give us Josh Jacobs. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could get rugs. I doubt it. Cause that was last year's first round pick, but he was bad enough that maybe. But again, with these guys, just just give me the give me the picks, or uh, give me Casey Hayward just for old times' sake. Another thing that has been suggested that I would thoroughly be against is the possibility of possibly sending Aaron Rodgers to the Saints. Now, this is an NFC team that is locked and loaded and and just filled with talent as far as the GM, as far as the coach, as far as the wide receiver, the running back, the offensive line, and some talent on defense. There's no chance I want this to happen ever. And if the Packers trade him to the Saints. I, I just I, no. Now, if you're going to do that, we need to completely cripple them. I'm not talking physical violence here. I mean, as far as like players, this is the one time I want players. I don't know what we're talking about exactly. Maybe give me Cam Jordan, although he's 32 years old. Um, maybe maybe we just go for the kill shot and say, give us Michael Thomas. I don't know if we can afford him, but I mean, we got a rookie and a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. Might as well use that to our advantage. Maybe take Marcus Davenport off their hands. The guy that they, you know, we'll, we'll, so we'll take that pick too. They're, they traded up, gave us an additional first-round pick, and then picked Marcus Davenport. No, we'll take that too. But I, I think in general it's just easier if we just say no, sorry, no to the Saints. And again, considering the Packers really are not into this anyways, they're very willing to say no to everybody just for the heck of it. Now, I've also seen it suggested, why don't the Packers and the Seahawks just do a straight-up trade? I don't think I like that so much. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say no to it. 
I, when I first saw it, I was like, you're out of your mind. I'm not giving you Aaron Rodgers and all I get is Russ. I mean, I want picks. I want this. I want that. But at the same time, Russell Wilson wasn't as good as Rodgers last year. But I think he's been maybe a little bit more consistently dominant over the last however long he's been in the NFL. I don't know that he's had as low a lows. He's also been doing everything he's been doing with a completely incompetent team. You want to talk about a guy that has every reason to complain. Now, I don't know why the the Seahawks would bother doing it. Why would you pay Aaron Rodgers, who's older, to come over and maybe be slightly better than Russell Wilson, but have less of a shelf life? You take Russell Wilson, you give him a massively upgraded offensive line, you give him a massively upgraded group of wide receivers. Well, I shouldn't say massively, but better group, massively upgraded running backs, much better coach, and an actually, surprisingly, as weird as it is to say, a massively improved defense. Also, as weird as Russell Wilson is, like being kind of cringy, fantastic teammate. He absolutely is a rah-rah guy, unlike Aaron Rodgers. He's the guy, whereas if Aaron Rodgers throws a bad pass or if a guy drops a ball, he's going to give you a death stare and call you an idiot. And then he's going to look over to the coach and call him an idiot. And then he's going to go off to the sideline. He's not going to talk to anybody. He's going to sit there and stare off into space and ignore everybody. Russell Wilson, when a guy drops a ball, he's going to run over there, pat him on the helmet, and say, we'll get him next time. So again, it's not going to happen, and there's really no reason for it. I mean, the Packers would do it because it's like, fine, it's, it's sort of like a Rodgers replacement, but he's a little bit younger. I guess we're good with that. The Seahawks, there's no reason to do that. But again, people have mentioned it, and my again, my first reaction was absolutely not. But as I think about it now, it's like, why not? We're, we're right back in it. We're, we're starting over. It's kind of like just taking Rodgers, making him a little bit younger. Because Russell Wilson is freaking really good. I mean, really good. So I hated it when I first saw it, and now it's like, dude, 100% I would do that. Another team that really hasn't been talked about, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger has been retired for like three years now. He just won't admit it. Steelers are in massive decline um, but they need a de- they need a quarterback desperately. It also would make a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers. Um, not necessarily. The, the, I think the biggest issue with the Steelers, well, I, for a lot of reasons, I could see the Steelers wanting to do it. I don't think the Packers or Rodgers would necessarily want to do it. I think the Steelers are a similar organization to the Packers insofar as I don't know that they give Rodgers a lot of control. They have a very established head coach that is not going to let Rodgers push him around. They've got an established GM and an established owner, and that team knows what they're doing, and they're not going to let Rodgers come over and start telling them how to run their football team. So I don't know that Rodgers would like that. From our standpoint, I mean, the team has kind of fallen apart. But this is also potentially the best defense in football. You put Rodgers there instead of Ben Roethlisberger, and yes, the offensive line has kind of fallen apart, but there's some weapons here on offense, including they just drafted Najee Harris. So it hasn't been talked about, and probably for those reasons, the Packers wouldn't be super interested. I don't know if Rodgers would be super interested, but I could see the the Steelers at least uh, poking around at it. And as far as compensation, they got what everybody else got. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, how about this? We get TJ Watt. (laughs) You you want to see all the Packer fans who are mad about the Rodgers thing immediately get happy? Rodgers for Watt and a first-round pick. I don't actually want that, but it's pretty funny to think about. Getting out of the wire here, but another good team that I think would make a good amount of sense is the Texans. Now, the first thought is Rodgers isn't going to want to go there because they're a mess. But remember, they've got a new organizational structure now. Deshaun is gone. That's, that's, I mean, he's not, but come on, he's, he's gone. Let's just be honest. He is not going to be playing quarterback in 2021. Now, I think it would be kind of dumb for the Texans to do that, 
because for very obvious, it's very obvious to me that without Watson, this is by far the worst team in football. They're going to get the number one pick, and they can use their first round pick to get a young, talented quarterback with the first pick next year. But if the Texans want to continue being dumb, they could give up a ton of picks, get Aaron Rodgers right now. You've got some wide receiver weapons. You've got, I mean, you got like nothing on defense, but I don't know. It's a team in the AFC that needs a, so, so this is a good fit for uh, the Packers. The Packers would like it because Rodgers is going nowhere here. The Texans do need a quarterback, but I don't know if it makes sense for them. As far as Rodgers, I guess it really depends what he wants most. If you really want Super Bowls most, this is not a good fit. If he wants control, this might be a decent fit because the Texans are, I mean, he's their whole team. But again, I don't think the Texans want to entertain that. they got to give up too much, and they need to do so much to fix this team. If you're the GM, you don't want your first order of business to be throwing away all your picks so that you can't fix your team um, on a quarterback that's only going to be here for a few years. And um, in that time that Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you have no first-round picks. That's just not a great way to start things off. But I, I think the final team, and, and you know, we can skip over the last couple because it's just not a thing, would have to be Washington. Obviously, they need a quarterback. They didn't take one in this uh, draft. I think they have a very good offensive line, and they got Sam Cosme. So they got uh, Moses, Scherf, Roulier, Cosme now at left tackle. They got Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin at wide receiver, who I think are, are talented. They got Chase Young on defense. They got uh, Sweat on defense. They got a good, I mean, good defensive line across the board. Not quite sure about the DBs and linebackers and whatnot, but uh, they did draft uh, Mr. Jamin Davis. So I, I don't know that this is the worst pick in the world. Now, I don't know how excited Rodgers would be to go to D.C. I feel like he wants to go out west. It's also a defunct organization, but considering the ownership is so messed up, again, maybe they give Rodgers the reins and he's just like, all right, we're going to... And by the way, I, I don't mean he can literally do anything he wants and he makes the decisions, but um, he's got some pull. And I could see that being the case. But again, I, th I think there's some talent here. And if he's got a team that says, we're going to build around you and you're the number one priority and we're going to go out and get you wide receivers and running backs and whatever it is you need, and uh, we're going to listen to you and we're going to have meetings with you and we're going to figure it all out. And you've you got uh, one of the top young pass rushers in football and, and Chase Young and the rest of these guys. I think it could work. I, th I could see why Washington would like it. I could maybe see why Rodgers would sign off on it. And to be honest, I don't know why the Packers would. Because I still don't think Washington gets there. Again, they've got some pieces, but they don't have what the Packers have. It's a good offensive line. It's not Packers. Well, it's maybe it's as good as the Packers have. They don't have the running backs. They don't have the coach. They don't have the GM. They've got decent wide receivers, but they don't have Devontae. They don't have the number one corner in football. Maybe have a better defensive line, but they definitely don't have the safeties. So how does Washington go off and win a Super Bowl? They don't. Now, they're going to win the NFC East, same if they go to the Eagles or anybody in that division, of course. And, and they're, it's not to say they're not dangerous, but they're not as good as the Packers. And I don't think they're winning Super Bowls. So I think this is another one I would sign off on. I think Rodgers would be the least enthused about the deal, but um, I still think it's a deal. I don't know. Those are just some thoughts. And again, I'm, I'm, I wish I could give more specifics in terms of, you know, what the compensation would be. I just, I don't even know. And, that, and that's part of the, I don't want to say fun because it might be horrible news. And that's why this, this, there's a good chance this episode is just going to be stupid one way or another. It's, you know, the compensation is way more than I thought. It's going to be three first, two seconds, and a, and a really big-name player. Or it's going to be a first, a second, and a subpar garbage player. But I'll, I'll say, 
I'll say exciting because it's exciting to think about, but it's it's just it's going to be very important details. Is when, if and when, and this may be happening within a month, we start hearing rumors about trades and these kinds of things and finding out what the compensation is at. Um, because I don't know. And if we're talking about picks and players, we're, it's going to be real interesting once we hone in on that to, to revisit this and look at these teams and say, okay, we know that the going rate is roughly this many picks and, and this kind of a player or whatever. Then we can kind of, again, revisit it and kind of hone in on what the offer might be. But right now it's just kind of up in the air. But the, the, the other thing that's interesting, or not interesting, but is easy about it, is everybody has roughly the same amount of picks. You've got some interesting teams like uh, Miami and uh, the Eagles and the Colts or whatever. Some interesting player prospects, like maybe Tua if he goes to Miami, or obviously Russ, which again doesn't really make any sense. But anyways, hopefully we'll get some more details on that in the near future. Until then, you folks have yourselves a fantastic night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.